San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, Stiff Farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the side. It's the 49er Faithful UK show. That is it. The regular season is done. And while it matters not one bit, it did end in a little bit of a flat manner. A disappointing 21-20 to 20 loss to the LA Rams. Or at least disappointing for three of us on the podcast. Uh, and a game that definitely had those pre-season vibes. The winning streaks against the Rams and against the NFC West come to an end. But streaks always come to an end. Perhaps best they do when it's absolutely irrelevant. I am Gareth Ellis, and in postseason mood, it's Paul Hope. What's up, Fairfall? Najee Kawar. Hello, everyone. And Lee Gowland. Hey, guys. So, lads, we've made it through to the uh, end of another regular season. That goes quick, doesn't it? Have you it got your talking points from uh, from this game? I certainly I did. Go on. Who's who's going to go first? I don't generally do my homework, but I've, I've done it the last few weeks, so I'll go first. Um, so <laughs> my first talking point is Donald isn't the answer at QB2. My second one is Mason definitely over Mitchell. And my third point is Moody Meltdown. Go on, Nadji. Well, it's totally my thunder. I've got Ooh. two of exactly the same one. Um, except that mine is it's not Moody's fault we lost that game. Um, no, I don't think it point. is. I, I'm not referring to Moody melting down. I'm referring to the fan base melting down. Oh, okay. So we are on the same point. Uh, yeah, I've got Mason Claxon because uh, this goal was on fire uh, for week 18. And uh, yeah, Taylor MFing Hawkins. Let's go. <laughs> Number 41. Well, it'll be no surprise, Gareth, that we've all got a theme. So doing my homework, chaps, my first point is don't worry. Be happy. Everything's going to be pretty good. There's no need to be moody. Which is bigger, that Cleveland Browns fan jersey with all the QB names listed on the back <laughs> or Najee Carras man crush list, but he's alluded to number 41. And my third talking point is a game of two halves. The first half, we went in 20 to 7. Second half, we lost 14-0, to zero, but it had a pre-season feel to me, and similar to the chaps, Gareth. I don't know why people are melting down. It meant nothing. And I've got some stats to back up why life is pretty good as a 49ers fan. It's <laughs> pretty good. Glad you've got some stats. And, uh, you know, a game of two halves, that's uh, got quite a ring to it, Paul. You should uh, you should trademark that one. <laughs> Mine are, I, I've actually only managed to come up with two because they're quite broad. I've just got Taken chances and missed chances. And that pretty much sums up uh, most stuff from the game. Oh, it's it's quarterback time. Let's let's talk about a different quarterback. Sammy D, over to you, Lee. Uh, you're thinking he's not the answer at QB2? <gasps> Breaking news. No, no. So I don't think he is the answer at QB2. I think we might need to look for a different option there. Um, I think somebody mentioned it. I can't remember if it was in the group or on Twitter because I've been cycling through Twitter tonight um, the speed at which he escapes the pocket is pedestrian to say the least some of his throws were ill-advised which you could say about Purdy Purdy's had some ill-advised throws but Donald just did not look the piece he looked f- flustered he didn't really seem to go through his progressions as quick as what Purdy does and I think if we want if we want to be competitive we need a decent QB too that we can rely on. I think if we'd have to go through four or five games with Darnold, it doesn't fill us full of confidence. Even even though we didn't have the likes of um, George Kittle on the field, we didn't have the likes of CMC on the field, I don't think that particularly made a difference to the way you'd view him. Because I do what Nadji says all the time, use the eye test, what did he look like? And he just didn't look good. He, he didn't look terrible. It didn't look good. I disagree quite a lot, actually. I thought it looked pretty good with the starters in. Um, you know, when Debo and BA were on the field with Mitchell and the entire all line, we marched downfield and scored three touchdowns, pretty much, you know. Um, and it looked decisive. It, it made good throws. And we scored 20 points with the starters on the field. That first drive was flawless. Uh, I know it's the the good old Kyle scripted 
thing that he's practiced the whole week and he knows that and he knows how to get it. But I was pretty much flawless. And if it wasn't for uh, a drop by some... Who dropped it? I can't remember. Drop. Bell. Was not yeah, Bell. that's right. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was that was the first Bell. drop. Um, <laughs> if it wasn't for the, the that drop and also the one Ray Ray dropped, it was pretty hard to catch. Um, he would have had a really good game. And he only started becoming really ropey with the second string O-line, second string Conley and Bell on the field. I, I, I kind of disagree. I think he could service us and winner's game with Kettle and CMC and Debo and Ayuk. Um So, yeah, I was quite impressed. I think his first time, I, I was struggling to look for the stats of the first half, but it was something like 11 for 15. It, I think it was pretty good. Uh, second half, however, yeah, it was pretty bad. And then <laughs> the way the game ended was awful. And the, that's the problem, ultimately. You, can, you could do that in a game, absolutely. I've got the stats if you want them, Nadji. Yeah, we got just first half, though. Yeah, first half, because yeah, it links in nicely with my a game of two halves, which has never been used before. <laughs> um, <laughs> 14 of 19 for 168 oh, yards, pair of touchdowns, yeah. one pass and one rushing, and whilst executing the two-minute drill and near perfection on a nine-play, 90-yard drive, which ended in the Ronnie Bell touchdown, which was the only shining light for my play watch, but more on that later. It was Twitter that you saw that on Lee about Darnold being slower than Purdy. I'd retweeted that again Najee some people are looking at pick and fault I think what was good for us with Darnold is we all remember what happened in the NFC Championship game last year and I think it was good that we saw a backup quarterback in that first half be serviceable because let's face it we all don't want to see more than a half of Darnold that's why Brock Purdy sat but I just think the first half I agree with Najee Lee but I think the second half you were correct. And I know Ronnie Bell came in for some heat on Discord. I think Nadji even wanted a written apology, which I thought, it's a good job you're my friend, Nadji, because I know it was meant in jest. But when I saw that, I thought, bloody hell, I only picked him on the play watch for some interesting, but I agree. If you've seen that clip of Kyle mouthing certain words to Ronnie Bell after one of his drops, you're yeah. always in for uh, the doghouse, Gareth. Oh, yeah. You're on mute, Garth. You might want to unmute yourself so we can all hear what you're saying. There we go. Yeah, that's better. Answer. Yeah, that sounds better. Thank you. Thank you. Professional. Um, <laughs> I've, I had Donald down as one of my missed chances because I think if it was his shop window, I don't think he did enough to give a lot of people confidence to be a QB1. But personally, as our QB2, quite happy. I think that was that was a different level. I think you, as you said, Lee. You know, oh, if you, if your QB two has to come in for four or five games, most QB, if you can get two and two out of a out of a, out of your second choice quarterback coming in, that's about the best you can ask for. Uh, because if they do better, they go off and they become QB one somewhere else. So, yeah, there's always going to be the drop off. I'm comfortable with Donald as QB two, and I think he didn't really take his chance. Wentz looked better. I think if you are yeah, a team is. looking for potentially picking up a, a quarterback to compete or or maybe start in front of a new rookie, you're going to probably pick up the phone to Wentz before Darnold. So I can see Darnold staying, and I, I would be quite happy. But I think one thing it did show up, it does show up how good Purdy is on this escapability, and hopefully it puts to bed this stupid yeah. narrative that it, Purdy's just good because of Shanahan and that any quarterback would do as well as Purdy. We've just seen the proof. When, our, when we had our starters at the beginning there, there was an obvious drop-off between Purdy's play and Darnold's play, even in the first half. And Darnold had a decent first half. Uh, so I think that shows, to me, it just underlines how good Purdy is. And we've become mm-hmm. used to that when you see somebody else in the system. And and maybe it makes Darnold look good. Look, sadly to say, look how poor Jimmy's been this season when he's away from Shanahan, the handful of games that he played. Um, maybe he's making Darnold look good. Um, but there we go. It wasn't a bad performance, and I don't think he was the reason um, we lost. And I think, as was said, if people haul in those couple of catches, suddenly his stats are 250 yards and, and maybe something a bit more. So, Yeah, I Where think where Lee's, Lee's coming from, though, is if... If we were to lose Brock on the first game, we've got no chance of winning that Super Bowl. And I agree. I don't think Donald 
with with a couple of games in name in a, the... name a team that that can exactly that, lose exactly its starting quarterback. I think that uh, we all have Philadelphia the Eagles two years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was saying that. That was a that was a dream scenario. That yeah. a lot a lot of good stuff. How would have had to happen for that to happen and did happen in the end? Uh, yeah, this is it's always a very long shot to have your backup winning you a Super Bowl. Uh, more than a long shot. <laughs> we always talk on this show about the eye test, as Lee's mentioned there. Before we yeah. move off, Donald Gareth, I think it is important for context that Nancy said the second half team was totally unrecognisable. You've got to put into context that he was thrown to three receivers yeah. who hadn't seen much playing time. The stats, he only attempted seven second half passes. He only completed two for 21 yards. Now, we will get into the game plan more because I want to calm the fearful down. I do think Carl was very strategic with this game plan, bearing in mind we might be facing the Rams again in two weeks' time. Sam Darnold, for me, at one point in the score prediction game, I thought, I'm getting this spot on. I was like <laughs> sat on the sofa, a little bit giddy, and then when he fumbled that ball in the last drive, it did feel very Jimmy-esque, but the sky's not yeah. falling in fearful. And like you said, go back to that first half. We we controlled the uh, the time of possession. We dominated in the run game. Sam Dan looked serviceable. So that's what you want from a backup QB. It is. And you've segued beautifully into one game. Uh, Mitchell and Mason. I, was come that? on. Yeah, Honestly. So that, that... I, how is Mason on number two? I do not understand. Exactly. That, that, that's I... what my point was. I don't he get he it. just it looks so much better than Mitchell when he came on the field. Even his pass blocking, his pass blocking yeah. looked much better than what Mitchell was doing. I think he was averaging twice as many yards per carry as what Mitchell did, and he just looked a completely different player, different type of player than what we've already got. Mitchell does look very much like a CMC runner, but yeah. once Mason came on, he just pounded straight through the middle. You can see <laughs> yeah, he's bigger, awesome. he's stronger. And off he went. And I, I I just can't understand it either. What why isn't Mason in over Mitchell? I mean M- Mitchell I, he has his injury theory. problems, he's injury fresh. Yeah, I've got a theory as well. It's the same theory as why uh, Dante <laughs> Johnson kept on getting picked. He has got to have something uh, over over Shanahan. He's done something to Shanahan that Shanahan doesn't like. Um yeah. and if you believe everything that's been said during the season about Mason and about why he's not starting or, or getting getting the uh, the carries over Mitchell, people turned around and said, well, his pass blocking's not very good. He didn't show that last night. He looked excellent last night in pass blocking. So that can't be the reason. Better than Mitchell. Yeah. yeah. I I think it's the whole Coleman. Do you remember when we signed Coleman for some reason and Kyle just liked him and made him play for so much for whatever reason, even though we had way better running back at the time and Wilson Jr. and Mostal. Um I think it's just that he just he just likes Elijah Mitchell and he he trusts him more for some reason and he just hasn't been able to get out of his bias to be able to see that Mason is way better. Um hopefully that'll change next year. Because I don't think I personally don't think we'll resign Mitchell purely on uh he'll he'll have a market and wouldn't surprise me if he ended up in Miami or some, you know, some or the Jets because they, they need a backup. Back. Um, but yeah, I I don't understand. Um, it's every time he touches the ball, something good happened. I mean, he did trust him with a fourth and one, and, and Mason didn't disappoint. So yeah, I I don't know. It's so weird. It's strange because you look at the stats, Gareth Mitchell wasn't great. Fourteen for fifty-four yards, three point seven per carry. Yeah, he scored a touchdown. Mason, six times for 36 yards, six yards per carry. And that was my theory, Nadji. I went back to the Coleman must start. We were all yeah. banging our heads against the board thinking, why was he starting? Shanahan likes Mitchell, but as 49ers fans, the fact that you've got CMC, Mitchell and Mason. I'm hoping that Jordan Mason's going to get his chance in the playoffs, Nadji, and he's just going to grab it. I don't it. think so. Uh, knowing Kyle, I think it'll be CMC and a sprinkle of Mitchell every now and then, maybe, if we need it. But it's just going to be a CMC. It's ninety-nine percent of the time. So, Nadji, when you mentioned um, that fourth and one, you reminded us about another thing I was going to say about Donald. I can't remember if it was third and two or fourth and two, and we did a quarterback sneak. I thought that's yeah. that's one way to risk your quarterback. I can understand right. going for it on one yard with a quarterback sneak, but two yards. 
it's leaving him open a little bit, a little bit exposed there. And I think if he truly believes in Darnold as the, the true number two, why risk him doing this in a game that's completely that's meaningless? Do you think there was something between Shanahan and McVeigh before the game to showcase these two? Because they've alluded to in the press conferences that conversations were had. Yeah. And the Rams, like you said, Nadji, you know, Wentz was definitely run heavy. There was a lot of plays designed for Wentz and mm -hmm. Shanahan alluded to trying to keep the record off the rookie, which I thought was hilarious at the end of the that first half when it was like four <laughs> defenders on him. Yeah. But uh, we seem to have Carson Wentz isn't quite up there, Russell Wilson-esque. But he always seems to do well against the 49ers it as does, well. Yeah. But I do think there was an element of that second half. We kept a lot of our stuff behind like closed doors. Kyle didn't want anything putting on tape, and it's yeah, just a case of getting out there. And that's why I'm saying like, I wasn't worried. I mean, the Discord chat was on fire. Yeah. I was shocked this morning to wake up and see, as you put the meltdown in the group. Yeah, the moody meltdown. I was like, we're 12 and 5, number one seed. I mean, at this point, the only injury we had to worry about was Feral, which we'll probably get onto. I thought yeah. anything else that you could have asked for on Sunday went all right. Yeah, it wasn't ideal that we lost. The only man celebrating was you, and we'll get onto that at the end of the show. But So you, you mentioned um, Wentz as a, a Russell-esque or, or Wilson-esque um, type of QB. To be honest, the person that most, most matches Russell Wilson is Brock Purdy. Just the way he escapes the pocket. He reminds us of Russell Wilson. Yeah, but we don't play against Brock, thankfully. He's on our team. I know, I know. <laughs> we do in practice. That's why our defence is so good. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not sure where the uh, where the answer is between Mitchell and Moody. I, I can see Mitchell has been getting some reps just to bring him up to game speed because obviously he's been in and out and injured. Whereas uh, Mitchell um, Mason's been been fit all season, uh, I'm I am just still hopeful that that Shanahan's either making a point to him about something, or Maybe. he's done that process where I'm going to make you work and earn this and not feel entitled to it, um, or he's he's done that challenge. Uh, do we remember last year? I think he kept winding up Bosa by saying you're you know you're not elite, you're not a pro bowler that sort of thing, just to poke him, to get him to do that little bit extra. I wonder if that's something, because it's it's inexplicable, because I think for most of us, we see the, the combination of CMC and Mason as being far better as a pairing than Mitchell and CMC. Um, we can all see it. I'm sure Sat Shanahan can see it. Hopefully in the next two, three games, we, we might see uh, an answer. Shall we? Um, you've mentioned it briefly, so I think we should just go straight to it. The moody meltdown. This is another one of yours, Lee, but I think it was shared by everybody. Um, so yeah. I'm going to go on mute and, and duck myself out of this one and, and let you uh, melt down. Yeah, so it's absolutely ridiculous the amount of people that's turned around saying we need to get rid of uh, Jack Moody. We need to go and re-sign Robbie Gold just because he's missed two kicks. From all accounts, at the start of the game, the, the wind wasn't particularly strong at the start, but it's come on during the game. So when he's been practising before the game has started, there's been no wind there. Get into the game, there's a slight wind that's kicking the ball out to the right. And that's that's all it's been. Yes, he should be able to um, adjust for that, and he hasn't been able to do it, but he's missed two kicks in a meaningless game. Other than that, I mean, he's, he's just come off of a record streak of 60, 60 kicks made, 60 point afters made. Yep. You can't complain about that. And you've seen what leg he's got. I mean, he kicked a 57-yard field goal early on the season to tie a franchise record. And people want shot of him. I, I just don't get it. It's the same oh, people, though. It's the same Ooh. people all the time. And it's the same people who almost take pleasure in posting negative things about players on the team. Just so they yeah. see, I told you so. But yeah. the problem with that is they say so many negative things about so many players. It could be anyone. Anybody could have an off day in straight away. I told you so. I told you five yeah. weeks ago we get, should get shot of him. He's not worth that contract. That's the type of person they are. They just revel in that type of thing, and it's just ridiculous. And then you go on to Twitter and you see the meltdown on Twitter and some of the things people are saying on there. Yeah, let, let, let's go and sign Robbie Gould. Let's make sure that we're always within the 15-yard uh, line before he has a field goal attempt because his leg's gone. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's just ridiculous. 
because there was a lot of naysayers out there, and Gareth likes us to do our homework. I, I did some homework on Jake Moody and I Robbie do. Gold before Nadji gives his thoughts. So, there you go, for Jake Moody, Nadji, this year he's made 21 out of 25 field goals, 84%. Last year, Robbie made 27 of 32, which was 84.4. So Robbie wins on that one by 0.4%. Extra points, Jake Moody 60 for 61, which is 98.4%. Robbie was 50 for 51. So that's 98%. So the mathematician on Twitter who shared this has Moody overall at 94% and Gould at 92.7. So for those people out there saying sign Robbie back up, we're talking percentages in the NFL and I'm smirking Lee because I saw the same tweets as you. We went younger and cheaper at the position for a reason. It was a meaningless game. I'm going to sound like I did a few weeks ago. I'd rather the mistakes happened in this game than next week. Well, two weeks time when we play again and I just don't get it and we talked on the preview show we said no don't fall into the trap of the emotional roller coaster don't get yourself too hung up and then you, but you're rightly same names I don't know whether it's a bit of trolling because it's people who we may not have met yet who haven't been at the meetups and you know maybe it's their contribution to the group is to jump on but they say about that many different players the only saving grace Nadia is they left Ronnie Bell alone there was only you and Paul Scrimshaw <laughs> coming after Ronnie Bell so <laughs> but oh, I just thought I'd give you those stats. I think but that's yeah. only because I kept quiet on Discord because otherwise <laughs> I'd be coming after Ronnie Bell as well. Um, yeah, I, I do. I, I mean, I get it, especially if you're taking takes on the internet. Hot takes, never a good thing, especially on the internet. Uh, no context whatsoever and the loud minority is always a lot louder. Um, yeah, no, I don't particularly have a problem. Um, if anything, I'd rather he misses now and then he's you know, he's going to put his head back down and work harder rather than cruising through the game and and thinking everything is honky-dory and, and easy and then going somewhere cold. Oh, no, actually, we'll be home. Hey. Um, so, you, you know, it's it's a refocusing element, just like the Baltimore game was. Just it's uh, It humbles you, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. Why should we get rid of him? He's good. You know, his kickoffs are awesome. I'll say it again. Um, and yeah, I'm not happy he's missed it. Don't get me wrong. It, because if he makes them, we'll probably win that game. But who cares? It's week 18 against the Rams. That did not matter. And as I said, I think it'll refocus him. It'll put his head down, work harder, and make sure he's he's ready for the playoffs. Yeah. And do you know what's and good about Don't Jake listen to Twitter. Do you know what's good about Jake Moody Chaps? Since his last missing streak he then bounced back so they all come at once that that's another stat that's out there against minnesota he missed and then after that he hadn't missed the kick since then so maybe he just wanted you said it better nadja you said kicker wanted the time off in discord yeah, that's, and that yeah. did make me laugh that's <laughs> just like he could he couldn't take the day off so he decided to not really bother and that's what happened hey the first one that he missed he touched the post i mean like you know it's not it's not like he and- shanked it and kicked Sean McVeigh in the face or something. Yeah. As, as Lee <laughs> said, I think you you can see both kicks catch the wind. They yeah. they get to that certain height where suddenly the, the yeah. you know the wind speed increases and you and you see them both drift. Um, and you can easily say for the second kick, you should have learned from the first one. But um, I I think it's just the lot of the kicker, isn't it? If we have if we had a rookie running back who got seven or eight hundred yards and fumbles the ball once people don't say we should we should get rid of him same if you have a wide receiver a rookie wide receiver who gets six seven hundred yards a couple of touchdowns and drops one important catch in the end zone people don't say bin him that's all that's happened with the kicker you occasionally he's a rookie he's going to learn something from it and he missed a couple in a meaningless game where you know maybe there is a little bit of a party atmosphere it, it's the game didn't mean anything. It's difficult to pretend that it does. It's like practice. Mm-hmm. You can't yeah. mentally convince yourself that this game means something. And I think maybe there is that little bit of lack of concentration because you know the game doesn't matter. But it's it's a couple of missed kicks. That's yeah. Um, but uh, people people, as you said, I think people like to have something to whine about. Yeah. People like to have a bit of a meltdown. Um, so the good uh, thing or maybe is, it's the PTSD from, from previous seasons coming back to people. Yeah, so the good thing is, I mean, the, the people that were whining also mentioned that 
He, he even looks shaky when he's making field goals. Well, that's not right. He's been hitting them bang, smack down the middle every time yep. he's been making them. He's maybe had a couple that's gone close to the uh, post, but the vast majority have been bang, smack in the middle. So it's obvious they don't know what they're talking about or they're not watching the games at all. So they're just making themselves look foolish. Mm. Anyway, enough of enough of Moody. Um, some more positive stuff. Should we go to your your guy, Maggie? Your uh, your new man crush, your man of the moment, um, and deservedly so from a guy making his very first uh, NFL st- um, appearance. I think it's mm. his first live first. snaps, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a nice little Cinderella story. It's a nice little Hollywood script. A guy just gets his first out and gets a, a pick which puts us ahead. I will say I, I watched a bit back of the game and unfortunately the PI was pretty bad. Um, and, and the two-point conversions on him as well. Uh, so, you know, ups and downs. But yeah, no, I like him. I like the way he played. Um, he started as well because we were really thin at safety. Um, I was fully expecting to see Eric Harris, who we signed uh, a couple of weeks back, maybe three weeks back, from the practice squad. And all of a sudden, this guy shows out of nowhere, first game ever, and gets a really nice pick. Beautiful efforts to try and go and get that ball. It wasn't easy. And uh, the celebration was awesome. I don't know. It's just, it's so it's so good to jump on player bandwagon. And, and we it, it was on Discord. It kind of went out of hand. And... Uh, <laughs> a little bit and um yeah no it was fun it was just and uh, yeah so we do have a new fan club uh membership is open to anyone and uh feel free to join the to join the taylor hawkins train it's a uh, it's a fun one it, it's not gonna go very far unfortunately because i don't think he's gonna play it well in Maggie, a couple of weeks you but, sold that you sold that little short the discord so paul scrimshaw needs mention yeah. here he is the co-founder yeah. of said fan club however he went one better than i've ever seen nadji do he changed his avatar <laughs> to taylor harkin's picture and it was a little bit of light-hearted banter on the discord yeah. channel and i think your words if i remember rightly nadji was He's your favourite ever player for that dive and interception. And we, right. we joke, it, it's good to see Steve Wilkes has been high on this kid. He broke his hand by all accounts, was let go. Yeah. Um, another Cinderella story, can't beat Brock. But it it was a meaningless game. But for people like him, if it keeps him around Nadji and it gives him that That's the thing. Out. I was going to say, um, it's definitely a name I'm going to keep an eye on next training camp. If if he can stay with us and if he resigns and if we can get him, wouldn't surprise me if he's one of those guys that will resign straight away after the season's finished, straight to practice squad, so we don't lose him. Um, yeah, no, it was cool to see, and everybody celebrated. Everybody's happy for him. Uh, yeah, it's great. And in in a meaningless game, you you look for a little bit of meaning for your team, and and that's one of them. So yeah, it was fun. Your analysis leave, Taylor Hawkins, did you uh, leap onto the bandwagon? Yeah, I thought you had a good game. I thought you had a decent game. I mean, um, what, what he was close say? to the ball Nancy a bit, I think. He yeah. was, uh, he got yeah. himself, you know, a few mistakes, but yeah, but, yeah. You know, that happens. A few rushes of blood. Mm. I just hope he's not remembered for that one player make certain players in history go down for one player. But Nadji, you sold the fan club short. Give it its full name. I, I thought I'd quoted mm. it right on Facebook and I got told yeah, off so, by Nadji Karar. <laughs> so it's apparently Tara Hawkins is some kind of show from the 70s or 80s. It was a marionette show. Um, and so that's where he got his name from. Uh, uh, straight away, that's his nickname, is Tara MFing Hawkins, uh, so that's the name of the uh, of the fan club. So yeah, join. It'll be fun. We'll keep an eye on him and uh, have Did, some fun, and hope he does well. Didn't he get unanimous Discord MVP as well, oh, which yeah. is a special honour? <laughs> come on, come on, Nadji, come you on! Did, you did. <laughs> to be fair, I didn't. I didn't leave many choice to people on the, on the night because we weren't going to give it to Donald, especially after the way the game ended, and. Uh, the, the MVP uh, Discord vote was basically him or no one. Uh, and he got it. Yeah, well done. Well, <laughs> well done to Tyler. Well done, Tyler. Yeah. yeah. 
I think we've we've covered your talking points. So really, mine was just talking about some of the of the players and the player watch. Really, uh, players yeah. who you think took the t- their chances, and players who you think possibly missed their chances on the game. Um, I've got a few here. I thought uh, Demetrius Flanagan fouls um, put in a tidy game. I mean, he's not a star. He's not our. Um, he's not going to displace uh, Dre or Fred, is he? But as as spot cover, he's he's relatively dependable. I thought um, my guy uh, Charlie Warner was going to have a big game. I think he had that first reception, twenty oh yards. God. I'm rubbing my hands, thinking, "There we go, that hundred yard TD game." I predicted, and then he's he's far too good at blocking. You see, he's yep. his own he's his own worst enemy. Um, I thought Jalen Moore did did reasonably well, um, and then some of the people that perhaps didn't Connolly drop catch. Ray Ray McLeod, drop catch. I know it's only one. We've just had this conversation about Moody, but those opportunities aren't going to come often for some of those players. Um, What else did you see? Any other players catch your eyes? Lee, you've been quiet for a bit because you're you're still trying to clean yourself off, aren't you? (laughs) You must be talking about me, eh? Um, Which other players caught my eye? Um, Matt Pryor. I thought Matt Pryor had a decent game. Ben Barch. I thought he played reasonable, considering that our O-line has been um, such a cause for concern all season. I wasn't really expecting much from them, but they, they did look okay. They kind of held their own, so I was quite happy with them. Um, outside of that, I mean, it'll go over to my play watch, but I was, I was very disappointed in the the lack of reps that Sammy Womack got. I thought he might be getting a lot more than what he did. Um, but I, I disagree with Naji in the group chat last night. I thought he had a good game. I thought no, Womack did, did well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, I mean the, the touchdown that uh the threw on him, he he, he was stuck to him like glue. It was just a really good throw. Good I mean even, even the commentators turned around and said that was marvellous coverage. That was great coverage by Sammy Warmack, but it was an even better throw by Wentz. Yep. Nadji was in mischievous mood last night Lee. I think he was picked up on Discord. So Charlie Warner Gareth, when he set off like a steam train. A lot of people in the Discord chat were like, Gareth called that on the pod, give Gareth his flowers, and Nadja was like, hang on, one catch, it's one yeah. try. And I thought, I could see the tone of where this night was going. So when he dropped the Warmack text, Lee, I thought, he's just doing this to wind you up. But... <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was right. it was full fun and no, you know, all, no breaks yesterday. So, so before before we move on any further, I just want to go back to the whole Tyler Hawkins thing and yeah. um, the fact that uh, he's named after Terror Hawks. Because as soon as you said Terror Hawks, I thought, it can't be the same Terror Hawks. Because <laughs> I only know one Terror Hawks. Let me share this window. Is this who oh, we're it's, talking it's about? it's scary. If you have kids at home, put, it, put them away. <laughs> is that it? Scary. Yeah, it that's is, it. That's the same Terror Hawk, isn't it? All right, yeah. that's it. Yeah. That's it. It was uh, I can remember thund- watching that Thunderbirds, but... The 80s, not the 60s, basically, from what I remember. <laughs> so people listening to the pod, yeah. please put a lovely picture. Go go over the YouTube video. It's worth it just for this clip alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but that is a terror hawk. I'm not sure how well he's going to take it. That is ever, from the show. <laughs> if he ever knows about it. But here we go, yeah. terror hawk kings. Before we escape down the rabbit hole, Gareth, I wanted to give Robert Beale. I thought it was good to see mm. him. Come on, yeah. make some impactful players. The sack, sack. was pretty good sack, to see, yeah. so... It's always good to see the rookies come on in their rookie season and make a good play. So that was the only name that I felt the chaps had missed off. Any from you, Nagy? Well, uh, player. Uh, if we're on to player watch, uh, obviously I was I was looking at Braden Willis and uh, yeah, so so I think mostly using blocking, um, no really pass catching. Uh, I would have liked to see a bit more from him, but um, he he was injured for a while and I, I think we'll, we'll see next year it, it might be a project uh, yeah not much else to say on that and uh, D Winters didn't actually play that, all that much either it was mostly Burks and Flanagan forced I, I'm guessing to get them you know playoff ready and get them actual game time in case we do need them um, so yeah not much from, from D Winters either, um, either so more on that probably next year training camp and Etc. The uh, so, sadly, Chris, Chris, oh, no, 
sorry, I was going to say Chris Connolly's first catch impressed me. But then yeah. it seemed everything after that <laughs> just went pear shaped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, but, to be fair to Chris Connolly, he does play uh, when we have the ones out there. He's on the yeah. field quite a bit. He's a good blocker. Um, yeah, he's a big lad. This is why you're third, fourth string. Yeah, I mean, balls. when you come in and your first catch is a 48 yard catch. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he looked good. He <laughs> looked good then, yeah. Of that player finishing. And then everything afterwards, it was either a drop or something happened and he just didn't look that good afterwards. Yeah. If we're talking D line, uh, we, we can talk about uh, Clayton Farrell, who was carted off, I think, more by precaution than anything. The news is that it looks like he's avoided major injury. Um, he might still miss time. Uh, it might just be a, a low sprain, um, a grade one sprain or something like that, which is unfortunate because he's, he has been that that one guy that people don't really talk about and comes on and actually plays pretty well, has quite a lot of sacks, can make an impact on a game as a rotation. Uh, so, yeah, that was a bit a bit of a scare for us, um, especially after seeing Laporta, whose season is probably over. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Um, ha- happening for the Lions. It's, they just don't want to see players getting hurt, especially when they're about to play big games and important games. It's a shame. Uh, but, yeah, if, especially with Arik's news last week of maybe we'll not see him at all. It's very unclear what's going to happen to him. Uh, if we were to lose Clayton Farrell as well, we're really getting very thin on the D-line, and that could be bad. So, fingers crossed he's all right, and he, he can play in, in a couple of weeks. That's a, this, this is a great thing about having a buy. Uh, it buys you a lot of time, which is great. And Gareth is back right on time. Oh, were you just talking about me, were you? Uh, yeah, as always. No, as you, you, you just finished summing up um, the Clayton Farrell injury. Um, So what I read about that was he's expecting to be back in two weeks' time. Yeah. So it's just... It wasn't much of an injury at all. That's what I was talking about this morning, Lee, when I logged on the group and I saw some people, as you said, having a meltdown. The game went as well as it could go. The NFL is a violent sport. You're at risk of injury every time you step on the field. But I'm waiting for one of you to mention number 10. I was hoping I might get away with it, but do I dive in now, Nadia, do you reckon? Should we pull the band-aid off? I think so, yeah. I think we've been talking about him all pod long. You what, sorry, Lee? I think we've been talking about him all pod long. Yeah, well... (laughs) We've brought him up several times. 2023 regular season stats, chaps. He's had six receptions this year, 68 yards, three touchdowns. So for a rookie wide receiver in this game, you would think not bad. And I'm starting with a positive because I can't defend him. The only shining light last night was I was getting a bit of heat in the discard and he scored a touchdown. And I knew he was going to do a good celebration. And I did think on that last drive, if Ronnie Bell scores a winning touchdown, then I get a 27, a 21 score prediction. Uh, I don't think Lee would have come on. I think Lee would have boycotted the show. But it's safe to say Ronnie Bell's not taken advantage of his chances. That clip I mentioned earlier with Kyle Shanahan, with Debo stood beside him and Kyle's pretty much mouthing, what the F are you doing there? And Ronnie Bell's kind of given him a bit of attitude is how I've interpreted it. And I thought, you could blame Darnold, you could say the pass was overthrown. He just looked like he gave up on the play to me where it looked like it was catchable. And I think Kyle Shanahan's kind of saying, what more can I do? I'm giving you your opportunity. This is where you take it. So go on, chaps. Jump in, feel free. No, I mean, ultimately, it's a shame, really, because we all mm. want—we we really just want him to succeed and be that uh, that guy that can be the X factor in in a playoff run and score your touchdown in a crucial time when nobody expects it, or just be somebody we can rely on next year to, you know, to, that allows us to go a bit cheaper at the position, which allows us to pay other people, and it's just not happened, and it's not even just the fact that he's. It is a work in progress. It, the chances are there, and what what he has to do isn't difficult, uh, but he's just not doing it consistently enough. And the touchdown is amazing; it's a great catch. He's covered, hundred uh, percent covered, and the the concentration that it takes to make that catch and keep it is uh, is is interesting. And so uh, the ceiling is quite high with him, but the the floor is extremely low, and it's it's really a shame. Um, but maybe. You know, getting a chewed in for two weeks and not playing anymore because I don't think that's going to happen. 
is uh, for you know for six months. My just struggle is is brain set in place, and next year in training camp he'll be a different man. Let's hope so. Uh, yeah, no, I don't want to bash him for. Nah, I'm, I'm joking. For the pleasure, drop- it's just. It's just a shame. The drop we had, Nadji, was in the first half and it was on a crucial third down and it was just mm. before Moody's miss. So we always talk about five margins of this wonderful game. If, you know, he has that concentration on that area of the field, it's all good and well scoring touchdowns. It's all good and well concentrating that area of the field. But uh, yeah, it was safe to say the Discord chat wasn't the fan <laughs> of Ronnie Bell last night, Gareth. No. I mean, it's it's just a stark contrast with Jawan Jennings, who came in as a seventh-round rookie. We, we didn't expect much from him. And he just he's called third than Jawan now. So, you know, it, to get to that point and the level of work that Jawan's put in, we just kind of wanted the same story for, for Ronnie Bell. And it doesn't seem that it's happened this year. I, I don't know if he'll have another chance next year. We'll see. I, uh, I think he will. I think, I think uh, will. We've, we've shown before that we stick with some faith with players who haven't been performing. And we give them chance and, and give them chance after chance. Sometimes have stuck with them, maybe perhaps even a little bit too long, I think. But I think he will get a chance. And I think that's that's the challenge for him is to go away at the end of the season and work on some of those basics, perhaps, and just go and catch balls until you can do that without thinking and then focus on the polishing, your, your route running and the other bits that, that obviously Kyle demands. Um, uh, I think he'll get a chance. I hope he'll get a chance. I mean, you know, Danny Gray's still kicking around and he's he's barely had a chance. Like you say, Juwan, uh, I think he was red-shirted the first year, so I don't think he did anything at all and then came yeah, in right. and, has, and has steadily um, increased his value um, to, to the team and, and carved out a niche for, for himself. So there is there is a job there and I don't think we're going to discard him straight away unless unless it is an attitude problem that has failed him. And uh, um, you can see being frustrated is fine and I think Kyle's probably big enough to, to take a little bit of uh, um, words from players in the heat of the moment. I think it's it's later um, and his attitude. You, um, you, would, and you wouldn't think it would be his attitude though considering he came from Michigan. And he's at Jim Harbaugh as a coach. Because, possible. Yeah, Harbaugh wouldn't take that. It's but Moody, Moody's from Michigan too. To yeah. I don't think there was problem. any issues in trading camp. Our good friend Ted was there, and I think he's impressed. You've got a smirk looking at Darnold's wide receivers in the second half, Gareth. Connolly, Ray Ray McLeod, Ronnie Bell. They combined for seven receptions for 96 yards. And bear in mind, 48 of those was Connolly with, with a decent mm. catch. Um, and I'm not trying to give excuses to Darnold, but I, I think, like you've said, Najee, maybe this is what people talk about, the wrinkles with rookies. So Ronnie Bell has flashed. He's been getting the chance. So maybe this time next year, I might be able to come back on and say, Ronnie Bell, change your number, because number 10 is giving us all nightmares. This is probably the problem. <laughs> the curse of the number 10. Oh, so speaking speaking of numbers, should we talk about the most important numbers, the score predictions? Uh, some movement this week uh, as Lee sold his soul and celebrated <laughs> a Niners loss just to get a handful of dirty, dirty points. Um, I, don't, I don't know. There's nothing I, else I'll to say honest. on that, really. I, I'll be honest. Over to Lee. I, I just wish that Moody hadn't missed the field goal and hadn't missed the extra point. I'd have taken that over my score prediction any day. Mainly because I'd still get five points because I'll have a nail the uh, 49 score. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, so for the people who listen are not watching, if you're watching on YouTube, here's the table. Uh, yeah, it has changed. It has changed. Paul, uh, Paul has managed to score two points to take the lead with 80 points. Uh, and Basically, if the season was uh, ending now, Paul would be the winner and would get this lovely trophy, which and you can Gareth would be the loser. It's not, unfortunately, <laughs> and you're going to have to three uh, more games uh, until you can uh, get the trophy. Um, I got zero. I was pretty close. I was very, very close, um, but not close enough, unfortunately. Uh, Gareth got two points as well. Um, uh, where did you get two points? Oh, yeah, 23 and the 21. Uh, nicely done. Uh, unfortunately, you're still going fourth. And yeah, Lee with the with the loss uh, got the the five points, which making jump back to third. So the table is as follow: Paul with 80 points, me with 78, Lee with 73, and Gareth with 72. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so eight points 
points all in all, so it's getting tighter and uh, all to play for free games. 45 points to make. I mean, that's quite that's like double. It's half of what we've got, so um, not going to happen. Um, but yeah, that, this is where we stand, and now it's playoff time, which is even harder to predict because crazy games. But yeah, this is where we are. If I've um, got my 27-20 correct and Ronnie Bell had scored, I was coming on with a 10 jersey tonight, and at one point I thought, it's going to happen at 20 to 7 at half time. And I was sat there, Trish, what are you doing? I said, I'm working out how it'll go on. And at one point I thought, I'm getting this. And like you, Lee, you have a hatred for Pete Carroll because of that two-point conversion. Sean McVeigh has catapulted the Rams <laughs> to the top of my head list. Because I was like, why are you going for two there? But yeah, that's what this that, game does to you, boys. That cost me mm. two points, but ultimately better for me. Otherwise, Paul would have had five. So, um, yeah, this is it. Um, do tell us if you enjoy this, because, I mean, I am, and this has been super fun all season. <laughs> it's been indulgent, isn't it? Yeah, it's been quite fun. Um, do tell us if you're following, if you're enjoying this part of the podcast. I am looking into including the public. Uh, I'm going to need somebody that's very good at maths and uh, to try and figure out a way to do that, to make an average that's fair, because otherwise we'll lose every time because the average will be the closest. Just to be fair, by, I've seen other shows do this and don't NFL um, football on a Sunday and they've got like an all-time where they've kept and they, they keep referring to the table of a prediction scores. Pretty sure I've seen that. So. Yeah, but we, we have to do an average of all the people's prediction, which is that's, that's the difficult part to do it without always ending up being 17-17 because that's what's in the middle-ish. And um, so we'll have to find a way of weighting the scores so... If people go either spectrum to make it in the middle, it's still fair. It's it's a math problem. I'm working on it. I'm thinking about it. I might just send a message to some YouTube math YouTuber or something to try and work that out for me. We'll see. Yeah, but yeah, mm-hmm. let us know if you enjoy it because I mean I am, and it's definitely going back next year because it's definitely. It hasn't made a difference. We've been doing the the score predictions for. Um, for as long as we've been doing the pod and then immediately forgetting and, and not referring to them. Yeah, so exactly. it has been useful to actually keep track of uh, who is doing well on the predictions. And it's it's surprisingly close. Though mm. obviously we, we have all, all or mostly tended to uh, go for the Niners win, which I think yeah, is, is basically pretty much smoothed out most of the scores. It's well, I think the good thing the is... number one seed and the best team in the country, which would yeah. win all I th- the time. I think it would have been is, very is... difficult, like, three or four years ago. To sort the, there's obviously sort of only two of us gone for a loss, and we were both right with that loss as well. <laughs> yeah, we were, actually. That's true. Well, I did say at the start of the season, Gareth, I don't think I'd ever let my head rule my heart. I'm always going to call a Niners win, so it did feel kind of... Good that Lee got a little bit of stick for that in the the group chat last yeah, night, but to, deserved. To, I I've, I've been very close to a couple of times to to get us a loss. I think I was very close in the Baltimore one, and I, mm. I, I, you know, you know what? It's, it's no to call a loss when we're not playing very well. Yeah, yeah. I can't see anyone calling a Niners loss between now and the end of the season. Though. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, never seen. <laughs> Look at Lee. He's like. <laughs> Let's see what that table looks like. <laughs> it is because certainly for me, if it slips more than if I slip more than ten points behind Paul, I can't just win it on the score predictions and the and the result. I would have to do something different to have any chance um, of pulling out the win. Um, because that, yeah, if we all predict the win, there's only ten points available. So it's only eight so far. So mm. what to play for? Tight so far. So while well, the uh, uh, we've covered the, that game. Um, I'm sure you had uh, your eyes on some of the other games around the league. I think later in the week we will look ahead to the wild card weekend, even though we're not playing. There will still be six games that I'm sure Niners faithful will be interested in well, seeing three. the results. But were there, were there any surprise results from anything uh, in week, week 18? I think it was it was kind of as expected, really. Well, the Jags, the Jags really blew it. I do not really understand. Oh, I think, yeah, I don't think Trevor Lawrence was particularly ready to return and definitely no, came back wasn't. too soon. Um, but still, uh, very interesting to see that. Um, and Pittsburgh making it in the process, despite kind of 
given up by starting Mason Rudolph. I don't know. It's a bit weird because Kenny Pickett is healthy, by the way. So it's pretty weird. I don't know what's going on. Not very good. Yeah, they're not very good. They're not very good at all. Um, which puts my Tomlin retiring on the hiatus. <laughs> Definitely, I'll take that. Uh, he's got a few more games to play, apparently. <laughs> so with the Jags stinking the place out, the only quarterback of that 2021 infamous class to make the playoffs is the Dallas Cowboys, Trey Lance. Remember him, fellas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. True. Number three. I though. saw that tweet earlier and I thought, I've got to mention it on the front of the show. Gareth, no surprise in the games, but Debo Samuel made history. He got his rushing yards. That's and right. CMC is our first Russian king or whatever the title to give it. Since, is it 1950, Lee? Russian, Russian oh. leader since 1954. Mm. So a few positives to end on. And Brock Purdy... Remember him, everyone? He's officially the NFL's highest-rated passer. So that's what I talked about at the start of the show, Gareth. The sky isn't falling in. Purdy good. But uh, I enjoyed Red Zone on Sunday, Gareth, and I enjoyed Mm. the Discord chat. And I enjoyed watching that game with no emotion and knowing that we're not in this weekend, seeing everyone worrying about what time the team's going to be playing and what time we're going to have to stay up till. And it's like, we can just pick what game we want to watch because it's our weekend off. Well, funny you should mention that. The game that surprised me most was the uh, the Texans-Colts game. Not because of the score, but because I woke up Sunday morning thinking, can't wait to watch the uh, Texans-Colts tonight, and then realised that they played Saturday night. Oh, uh, you'd seen all the Chiefs with Ryan's morning. making the playoffs and everyone congratulating and thinking, hang on a minute, what's going on here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was super happy for the Meco to, uh, yeah. to get to the playoffs. And, um... and Jimmy Ward, obviously. Uh, not Jimmy Warren. Obviously. No, Obviously. The CJ Stroud. The secret uh, man crush. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's uh weren't too many surprises. yeah, I thought the Jags have been fading. Obviously the uh the Eagles continue to uh to yeah. fade. Um we should obviously mention the uh, the Seahawks have eliminated. Which yeah, is that's which is always nice. That's Fairly always unimportant, nice. but it's that's always always nice. I just I kind of gutted that the the Eagles lost the way they did because they, they're just going to say oh well our QB was hurt which is true he broke his finger and AJ Brown was out most of the game um, the basically the wheels are coming off and the car's on fire and it, it's about to explode um, but yeah I, I, I don't want it to happen like that I, I wish they'd just kind of got beat or just don't didn't care. try yeah no <laughs> I don't injuries and often especially especially to good players it makes the league worse you, you know what and that, I really hope the scraper win against the Bucks and that yeah. the Lions beat the Rams because then, then we, we get the Eagles. Eagles and then we absolutely batter them just to watch the Eagles fans turn around and say well our quarterback's injured what do you yeah. expect <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm celib- oh the irony I'm celebrating the Seahawks being eliminated, Gareth, because as you know, when I was playing flag football earlier in the year, the Seahawks fans kept turning up after our uh, winless streak. They would turn up in Cleveland Browns hats, Vikings jerseys. They've gone very quiet over the last few weeks. So (laughs) I did have a bit of fun on social media in the early hours this morning. A few tweets out there, Nadji, a few posts on Instagram. I don't normally engage in that, but if you're going to come for us, you've got to take it if you're giving it out. Absolutely. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Mm. <laughs> totally, and uh, yeah, mm. su- surprising that Green Bay has found another good quarterback because Jordan Love is pretty good. Um, mm. it's, it's very annoying, but he's it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I think they've uh, much like the Rams. They've had a, a sneaky good end to the season and got some uh, momentum. And I yeah. must say, those uh, we'll look at those matchups in the next I, show. In I, a really bit more detail, but... I really hope they beat. I really hope they beat. And then Some we int- snuff them out again. Interesting stuff. I, I've got to say, I think it's a shame that Miami are, are fading. I thought they could have been fun, but they seem to just be a bit injury riddled and, and seem to have, the wheels seem to have come off there a little bit as well. But I think and they then, will be back in in another season. Yeah, but, they'll, be, they'll be the Chiefs, I reckon. Um, I, I wouldn't sleep on them. Yeah, I think, I think they'll yeah. beat the Chiefs. Well, more on that later. That, that's, that's for yeah. next week, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, so yeah, yeah, even though I think the Rams, uh, sorry, the uh, Dolphins might be back. Uh, some people who won't are the coaches who have been fired so far. Uh, Arthur Smith, you heard it here first, <laughs> contrary to what the owner had mentioned, um, and Ron Rivera. They're the only two I've heard today, and I think we we had Ron. Um, I think that was a yeah, pretty much pretty no pretty no surprise. Um, but, 
No word on Belichick as of yet. No, but Um, the the reporters and everybody around the games and everything were really talking about it like it was kind of done. They were putting the stats of all of his wins and everything. It was just like, he hasn't said anything yet, has he? Because it's Spear Belichick. He doesn't ever say anything. He doesn't say anything. And uh, if he does retire, he won't do it until probably April or May, something like that. So we won't know for for a long time. But yeah, no, um, it's possible. Um, Arthur Smith is weird. I, I thought... I don't know. Did it you see Belichick's press conference when the no, reporters were asking him his face, Nadji? So do you know we, Mr. Kent gets under Kyle's skin? Belichick. That, how that reporter kept his cool. Because I was laughing because Belichick was just basically like, I put my all into this game. It's all about the Jets this week. Yeah. So are you going to be here he next year does. then? I'm, I'm under contract. Now, they're holding on to that because apparently one of his rules is you're not to mention your contract status. But he repeated yeah. it several times. I'm under contract. I'm under contract. I'm going to meet with the owners. But he said it was so deadpan. I think the reporter just thought, I'm getting nothing out of you, are you? Imagine so go being, and watch it. It's worth, a, it's worth a watch. Imagine being a busy reporter for the Patriots and having to ask questions. You, you know what? Every... It would be such a Belichick thing to do, to go all the way through the off-season, get all the way down to the day after the final roster cuts, and then say, right, I'm retiring, guys. Yeah. After cutting all of the, the best players. They were talking well, they about. Don't, they don't have any. So they were talking about modern football, Lee, about um, that. There's talk that the Patriots might want to bring in a general manager, and I'm like, could you imagine the general manager going into the war room with them and saying, "Right, Bill, we think we should take this kid from this college in this round." And Belichick's like, "That's not happening." So it, it's interesting, Gareth, to see where that will go. But you called the Arthur Smith news. It's like you have an mm. inside knowledge, Gareth. Well done, buddy. Well, my inside knowledge is consecutive seven and ten seasons <laughs> top ten draft picks that you then don't seem to know what to do with however you've picked them I think there's that was pretty much the writing was on the wall that I thought that that's uh, uh, it's unfortunately it's a model NFL you you get three seasons unless you've shown decent progress and and a plan that you're going to progress even further after three seasons you're pretty much gone I think and that's that's almost becoming a rule I think in the NFL, but that's about as much a coach can expect. Three seasons, and if you're not showing improvement, yeah, you're out of the door. Um, and unfortunately, he's he's a textbook example of that. Three mediocre seasons with promise, some good players, but just not going anywhere. So, uh, have you got anything else on the game or the weekend before we wrap it up, lads? Nope. Good, we'll me. wrap it up then. So thanks well, for joining me. Oh, we're... go on then. Sorry, yeah, we will be doing it. It's not about the weekend, all the, all, all, it's, it's about something else. This is the future. We're going to do a goldmine podcast uh, probably next Monday. Uh, so tune in. We might do it live. We'll, we haven't decided yet. But mm-hmm. um, uh, actually, uh, also, we got the live tomorrow. Uh, no, Wednesday. Tomorrow. Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday, 8 p.m. UK time. Uh, and it was, it's going to be, I, th- I believe it's going to be Paul and Lee. Uh, I'm busy. Gareth is busy, unfortunately. I'd yep. love to be there. But, Sadly so. Um, you guys can discuss all that then. And then, yeah, we'll do Wildcard Thursday. And then next Monday, we'll do uh, Goldmine. And then we'll do whatever preview. Uh, mm, Green Bay preview. Girls preview. Bucks preview. We'll see. Well, we've got three games left to preview, everyone. Because the Niners just need to go on a three-game win streak. And we've That's done it. that three times this season and four times last season. I've stole that of John Chapman. I saw that tweet and I thought, I'll mention that on our podcast. But yeah, the new live, as Nadji has pointed out, Wednesday, 8pm, tune in. There could be a few surprises. There's going to be some new segments. Mm-hmm. And me and Lee haven't quite put our heads together of how it's going to go. But if you watched the previous live, it's chaos. Join us. It's going to be great fun. And it'll be good to see people's thoughts. Because I think we're going to put a post out before we go live to see if there's any topics people want us to talk about make it a bit more interactive than what we did last time. Yeah, so I think this week, because the first of the new format, we will pick the topic, and then after that show, we'll put a post out for the next week's topic. That's the way we'll do it, and then we've got a week to prepare for that. Nice. As opposed to 24 to 48 hours to the topic that we haven't yet chosen. It's like 9 for the UK, baby. It's what we yeah, do. That's what we do. <laughs> Great stuff. Thanks, gents, and thanks to everyone who listens and watches the show. Uh, who stood out to you in the game against the Rams? Uh, how did you think the uh, wildcard weekend is going to shape up? Uh, let us know in the comments when we post the uh, pod. We will be back later in the week 
to preview the wildcard weekend and pick up any Niners news or any other league news as well. So it is the third trip to the postseason in a row. We can sit back, relax and hope all the wildcard weekend games are brutal physical high scorers that go to overtime. Enjoy your bye week and go Niners. Go Niners. Niners. Bang bang then again. We love the San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted. One and all with Rob Tom. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline.